Hey, happy 2021, and welcome back to another episode of True Story Tent. I'm your host, Abdullah Al Ma'wali. Um, so, um, I don't know where to start. So, it started. Um, so, we entered, and. It's the worst and the dumbest thing I've ever decided to do. I don't know, I mean. And that was kind of like the hammer on the nail. I feel it, I feel it. <laughs> A couple of days ago, on the 30th of December, we held our first gathering since the pandemic hit. The last one before that was February, and man, (laughs) it was amazing. Probably my favorite one to date. I think we were all just so happy to be able to gather like this after so long. You could sense the gratitude in the air. The stories that were shared, so sincere, so genuine. We had 13 storytellers come up on stage to share their 2020 experiences. Today in this episode, I want to play you two of the stories shared that day. I want to make this episode a little personal, so I'll play you a story from my cousin, Sara, and my sister, Amina. No fancy edits, no backing tracks, uh, none of that in this one. I'll play them to you raw with minimal cuts. And if you stick around till the end, I'll get a little more personal with some of my own experiences running True Story Tent during the pandemic. Okay, our first story comes from my cousin, Sara Al-Ma'wali. Hi everyone. So my name is Sara. I'm kind of nervous actually. Um, So... 2020 was a year of grief, I feel like. Um, We all lost someone, lost something, maybe a part of ourselves. I know I did, (laughs) but it's been a good year overall, I would say, even though it was pretty tough. It started off, I was in the USA, go Texas. Um, So I I was on a road trip for spring break, having a good time. And, and then I get a call from my parents saying that I have to come back. And they gave me no option but to come back. Um, I packed my, my whole apartment in one day, left all my boxes there. My car is there. And yeah, I, I came back. I came back home. I was so upset. I remember having an anxiety attack the day of my flight. I was scared because I, was, I knew that I wasn't going to come back. I didn't get to say goodbye to my friends. And, and those were also people that I really cared about, really loved. So I didn't get to say goodbye to them. I'm going to miss my, my one-bedroom apartment by myself. My freedom was taken away from me. That's what I felt at that time. My freedom is going to be taken away from me. Um, but yeah, I came back. Um, I was quarantined for 14 days at my grandma's house. I was by myself. I was like, you know what, I can do this. I still had classes. I was going through the regular routine, you know, classes. And with the time difference, it was kind of crazy. Like I had classes at about 8 p.m. and I would finish at 11 p.m., sometimes 12. But I made it through. I graduated, guys. 2020. Um, But overall, I tried to keep it positive. Um, I finally graduated. I've panicked. Now what? What am I going to do? 
I studied a degree I, did, I wasn't happy with. But I took a minor that I was happy with, which is counseling and human development and family science. I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Find a job, go with the whole normal routine, you know, come back. And it started off with me panicking, not knowing what I'm going to do next, not knowing who I am, what's my purpose in life. I had no clue what I was going to do. I remember crying to Amina, crying to Lujaina telling them that everyone has it figured out, everyone knows what they're gonna do, but me. I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough. I didn't study a degree that I wanted. So I was, it was a lot of self-doubt, a lot of me just comparing myself to everyone around me. And that really broke me, it really did. I, I was, I would, I would, I would just say I was confused. So I started taking courses online, not finishing them, um, looking for something to do to keep me busy. I started meditating. I f learned a new yoga, which is called Kundalini Yoga. It's actually pretty interesting, but everyone thinks it's weird, but I loved it. Um, but yeah, I started taking care of myself, writing gratitudes, writing, thank you. <laughs> I started finding self-love again, and yeah, I, I felt like I've started to find myself. I also took a course with Manal Al-Adawi, Live on Purpose, that really helped me to shout out to Manal. Um, so that course was a 12-week course um, to help me find my purpose, what I really want to do, and that is being a mental health advocate and a counselor. So I'm a, now a youth counselor at Whispers of Serenity. And they believed in me. I interned with them. And hopefully it will be official by, by next year, beginning of next year, which is January, which is pretty soon. So I'm waiting for my contract. <laughs> um, but I have hope for next year. I'm pretty positive that something great is about to happen to all of us. It's going to be great. Um, we've all been through a very hard year. But it's going to be amazing, guys. Trust me. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Our next story comes from my sister, Amina Al-Ma'wali. Just to quickly paint you a visual picture, because I think it's relevant to the story you're about to hear. My sister has a large pink cast on her right leg covered with a plastic bag. I assisted her to get on stage. Okay. Hi, Abibi. <laughs> Ooh, I'm nervous. Hi, everyone. I'm Amina. I'm Abdullah's sister. I know you're all wondering what happened to my leg, and I have a plastic bag. Uh, <laughs> but it's for covering the sand. So it started off at the beginning of the year, let's say, well, February 14th to be exact. That's when I found out I was pregnant and um, I was obviously very happy. The good thing about it being um, like COVID and everyone was home is that I got to keep the news for just my loved ones and then I got to share it whenever I was ready. Apart from that, which was an amazing news, um, I was also working on my thesis. So I finally finished my thesis and I graduated. So that's another positive thing that happened in 2020. It was major, guys, believe me. 
<laughs> Believe me. <laughs> so yeah. So fast forward. Um, some time passed. I was about seven months pregnant, and then here's where things went a bit down south. So. I had to give birth um, earlier than I was supposed to, so seven months. So I wasn't mentally ready or prepared. Um, it was uh, it was more, let's say, of uh, a life-threatening situation for me. Like things went down south. I had to give birth. I wasn't ready. I was not gonna make it, maybe. But I'm here, so that's the good news. And uh, but that's not what I'm talking about today. So my baby's here. Her name is Jenna. She's three months old now, and. So basically, before giving birth, I spoke to so many mothers and people before. And I was asking them, like, tell me, what is it like, you know, having a baby and stuff like that? And they were all like, oh, you will feel love you never felt before. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, I swear, when you hold the baby, you will cry and whatever. And I was like, oh, that must be something, you know. So um, the first two days, I did not get my baby because of my health situation. But by the third day, they gave me the ba my baby, so Jenna. <laughs> and uh, when I held her, I felt like, oh, shit. Like, I can't send her back. <laughs> you know, like I was scared because I was like, oh, my God, it's my baby. Uh, no one is here. I have to take care of her. Uh, I have to figure everything out. So I felt like I was actually panicking more than that. Oh, you feel love that you never felt before. So anyways, um, I managed the first day, the second day, whatever day time passed. And I still haven't felt that love where I cried. You know, I never cried. And I was like, oh, something must be wrong with me. But anyways. Time passed, about a month and a half or two months. It was a normal night, like um, we were doing the usual routine, my husband and I, we were preparing the diapers, bottles for a long night shift. And um, so we left the baby on the edge of her crib. Now, usually when you're one and a half month old or two months, you don't move. But I was standing on the um, to the opposite side of the crib and I just I was just doing the regular like preparing stuff and I could see from the side of my eye She was about to fall and for the first time in my life I ran before like my body or my brain processes what's happening like I ran so fast Around the bed like to grab the baby. There was a carpet and I heard the loudest crack of my life That was my leg guys so I slipped from the carpet, I twisted my ankle, and I broke my shin. It was like so crazy, like I was so worried, but luckily um, my baby's okay, nothing happened to her, and um, like my husband saved her. And that's when we had to go through the whole thing where I had to be carried down the stairs, going to the hospital, um, checking on my legs. And when I was getting my leg checked, um, the doctor told me, what happened? And I explained to him what happened. And then he was like, wow, you are a super mom. You know, you really love your baby. And then I was like, oh my God, yes. I love my baby. Because I was like, but I didn't cry. He's like, exactly, you don't need to cry to love someone. I was like, that's true. So basically I figured that you can show love without crying. So don't fall for those mothers who say, you're gonna cry, it's so beautiful. No, but um, it was really like, I realized, okay, I really love her and I would do anything for her. And um, yeah, the moral of the story is um, never leave your babies on the edge. That's one. And two, 2020 for me was uh, a part of all the health situation. It was actually amazing. And uh, alhamdulillah, like I wouldn't have had it in any other way. Um, and yeah.
that's it. That's my story. <laughs> At the end of the event, I decided that I would share a little bit about my 2020 journey with True Story Tent. Uh, I guess I'd like to talk about the True Story Tent in 2020 because we went through kind of a transition as well. I remember we're an events thing. Like we've been an events thing since we've started. Events, having gatherings like these has always been the core and I think will always be the core of what True Story Tent is. So when March hit, the first thing they stopped was events. Um, I didn't know if it was going to last the lockdown or not, uh, and so I just, I waited. I, I sat there and a month passed by, two months passed by, and it became very clear to me, and uh, this is not going to change. This is going to be here for a while, and I didn't know how long that was going to be. So here I was, sitting with this thing that I was building so much momentum with. We were doing event after event after event. The November, December, January of... Um, 2019 leading to 2020 were really exciting and active and I had so much plans of what I'm going to do in the end of 2020 I had solid plans ready to go who I'm going to talk to what I'm going to do and then March hit and I was sitting there months I think if people who properly follow would see that there was a dead period where nothing was happening I was just trying to figure out if we're not events and what are we like, what what is this like what is this if 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 I can't gather and I think the, the process of coming to a clear realization, uh, it's, it's many, many factors. So I'm not going uh, to get into that. But I think the conclusion that I came up with is, in the end of the day, it's, it's a storytelling platform, not an events platform. And stories can be told through content, video, podcast, pictures, text. And um, I felt... After two months, after the pandemic hit, in my mind, True Storytelling turned from an events initiative to a more contents initiative. And uh, maybe you may have noticed some of that on our, on our page. And now that we're back to events, and this will never... I love this. What an amazing evening this was. Like, what an incredible, incredible stories that we shared. I would never give this up. This will, I think... If gatherings like these, just intimate gatherings where people raw come up and share their stories will always be the core of what we are. But I also feel like the pandemic showed me that we're also, um, content is as important as well. And I think like uh, it taught me to strengthen that and focus on that as well as doing things like these. So that, and, and we had a rebrand, so that was cool as well. We're very purple now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you don't mind me getting even more personal, I can share something that I honestly didn't think I'd be sharing. But here it goes, why not? On the 31st, New Year's Eve, I had work in the evening and work the next morning, so I decided I wouldn't go to celebrate or anything like that. I have this habit that I sometimes do. I like using my phone to record voice memos of ideas, thoughts, random singing, whatever. So while lying in bed before midnight, half asleep, I decided to turn on my recorder and record an idea that I had about some random thing. And while recording, I found myself drifting into different topics like I often do. It's kinda like my audio diary. 
So I will end this episode by leaving you all with some tiny bits and pieces from that recording. It contains a curse word uh, if you're listening with children. And yeah, enjoy. Uh, 11.47, 31st of December, 2020. 12 more minutes until this year is over. So I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding 2021. But I'm also excited for 2021. Tell you the thing that I'm excited for the most this YouTube series. I feel like it will be good. It'll be different. What else am I excited for? Um, I'm excited for events to come back more and more. <gasps> it's 12.01. That's why people were yelling outside. <laughs> oh, I missed New Year's. Oh, well. Happy New Year to me. True story, Tent. We've entered our third year. And I'm nowhere close to wanting to stop. That's fucking amazing. My name is Abdullah Mawali. Thank you all for listening. And I'll catch you on the next one.